This is Nurse Skeezer News for the week of August 10th, 2020, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hartman Baker. Today's guest is Steve Leak. Steve is an HPC consultant in the user engagement group. He enjoys paragliding and on one memorable occasion managed to land bird-like at the top of a 40-foot tree. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Fred. It's good to be here. Thank you. So, Steve, today's topic is the NERSC software support policy. So, what is that, and why did we develop a software support policy? So, the key here really is we would like to provide better support for NERSC users' third-party software needs. So, up until now, our uh, software support approach has been fairly ad hoc. You know, we help as much as we can with whatever somebody asks. Yeah, and that works up to a point, but it has some inefficiencies, which I'll talk a little bit about soon, and it doesn't scale terribly well. That makes sense. So what are the inefficiencies? So if you go back a little bit of time, you know, ye old simple times, and that HPC user was typically a physicist, and they would uh, come to us and ask for help with some particular package, uh, either to have it installed or with advice on how to use it. And a consultant who was also an ex-physicist who had spent some years in HPC knows that package, they've used it before, they know the system, and they can help that user to, to install it and you know, give little local knowledge tips like, oh, we found that this one performs better if you use a, a power of two for the number of tasks. So this is very local knowledge, you know, long history, Type domain area, you know, close support, and, and it's great. The problem is, though, to fast forward a few years, and you know, things are, are growing pretty fast. And now the user might not be a physicist, the user might be from quite a broad range of scientific disciplines. And there's a lot more software now, so the software that the user is looking for could be one of a dozen broadly similar packages, all developed at different places on different types of computers using different built systems with different focuses. And the consultant is one of a large team that between us covers quite a range of domain computer and data sciences. So the, the consultant can draw on a lot of knowledge, uh, both their own expertise you know, we've got internal tools like Slack that allow our consultants to draw on the expertise of each other, you know, in a very, a very sort of uh, responsive fashion. But the gaps that have always existed in this ad hoc approach, the what somebody doesn't know or they're finding out who knows a thing in great detail, as the landscape gets broader and the, and the amount of software gets more complex, the gaps in this approach are getting more obvious. So we're looking for a better way of doing it. Okay. So that's where the inefficiencies come in. It's just the fact that there's such a broad problem space, basically, that we're, that we're trying to support and we can't possibly support every last little thing. Yeah. There's a little bit of a multidimensional aspect. If you, if you picture a, um, yeah, a sparse array, for instance, so we, we've got this multidimensional problem space where we're increasing each of the dimensions where they might be the number of science domains, the number of software packages, the number of consultants, and sort of you know, increasing 
any one of these dimensions increases the overall problem space more than linearly. So it's, it's not scalable to try to keep up with this in an old-fashioned way. But we need to take new approaches to, you know, to handle this increasing complexity. Okay, that makes sense. So what kind of new approaches are we talking about here? So the approach we're taking is to go to a more formal support model with stated goals, these procedures to help us manage the ever-increasing complexity of the HPC software landscape. Also to give us confidence that we didn't miss anything and to give our users some safe assumptions about the software support that they can rely on in such as how long it will be supported for you know, at a particular version. I'll admit that sounds like a, a whole lot of management speak, so uh, we'll get a little bit more concrete. The, there's two basic approaches that we're applying to this. One is to focus our efforts by constraining the problem space. So we talked about this you know, increasing multidimensional problem space. Rather than spreading ourselves more and more thinly, we're going to focus a little bit more closely on the things that have the most impact. And the other is that we're going to a system where we can use checklists and some automation to make sure that we don't miss things. So as an example of the checklists and automation, one of the things that we're doing is NERSC is being uh, using a package called Reframe, which is a uh, automated software test developed uh, mostly at the Swiss computing center. And by creating reframe tests for the software that we support, you know, we can make sure you know, we, can, we can run tests automatically at you know, various intervals or after we've made changes and make sure that things work as they used. On the focusing our efforts front, so one of the ways that we can focus our efforts is, for instance, there's this increasing number of software packages that do you know, any one thing, such as there's, you know, there's more and more atomistic simulation packages, for instance. And we have some experts with you know, a good domain science background in those areas. So rather than trying to you know, spread ourselves really thinly with uncertain support of a lot of things, we're trying to focus a little bit on a smaller number of things that we know we can support well. And then when a user comes to us saying that you know, they need a software package does this, we can actually give them advice like, you know, we can run you know, this software, for instance, you know, BAST is very popular at NERSC and we have some in-house expertise on it. So, you know, we can help you a lot if you're using BAST, but maybe a, a different package we don't know as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll still attempt to help, but we can probably give better support if you can use this package. So we can help, you know, to guide our users into uh, selecting software that they can get the best support for. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So... Another element of automation and also sort of guiding our users is we've been moving towards using SPAC. We're building a lot of our software. And SPAC is a, a relatively new software framework for doing automated building of HPC software along with all of its dependencies. And a particular problem that SPAC addresses is that we have lots of variations of the same software different compilers, different MPI implementations, uh, different versions of the software, and uh, different users of different projects need different combinations of these variants. And Spank is very good 
at applying your recipe you know, with all of these variants to come up with a, a very specific version and all of its dependencies. So this automation can help us to build software and one of the things that we're doing is providing a user-facing install installation of SPAC so that users can use the same recipes that we're using, modified just slightly with you know, different configuration options really to say that they need a version that does this. And so you know, very specific things can be done um, for a specific user you know, in a way that doesn't require Nurse to make hundreds of versions of the same thing available that then all the other users need to guess which one they need. So it's one of the ways that we can use automation to help you know, focus our efforts and to empower our users. So we find that empowering our users to build software and to understand what the software is doing greatly magnifies our capability of supporting software. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So what kind of actions is NERSC taking to implement this software support policy? In our software support policy, we nominated some levels of support that we're going to apply to different software. And most software will fall under what we call minimal support. And that roughly corresponds with the old way of doing software. So ad hoc support, it will put it there, we may or may not be able to help up to a certain degree. But you know, we'll be putting information out there you know, to help both our users and ourselves you know, as, we, as we discover it. A smaller set of software the things that we're focusing our efforts on more closely are getting a label of provided, which means that we'll provide the software and we'll make sure that our users can use it. So part of this, for instance, is you know, so module files or other means of accessing it. We're going to publish artifacts for you know, helping users to build it, you know, helping us to build it as well. Uh, we also make sure that it works. So we are developing reframe tests that software at least. A few things will get priority support and priority implies, for instance, that we pay closer attention to performance and often that we can fall back on vendor support for really difficult issues with these things. And then finally, of course, there's a small amount of software that users shouldn't be running at NERSC at all, either because of your know, licensing reasons or export control. And so those are listed as restricted. So what we're working on now is we're looking to identify the most impactful so software to give provided or priority support to. And we're working to develop and publish a list of that software along with artifacts like knowledge base about how to build it for provided and above software, who is the nurse point of contact, who knows the most about it, other kind of you know, useful information. And we're making that yeah, that list is going to be user visible. So it's not only for nurse consultants to use what we're building at. It's a, a public list of the software that we support and how we support it and what we know about it. Okay, that'll be really useful. Okay, so let's say though that I'm a user and there's just this software that I just completely need and maybe nobody else needs it, but I totally need it. So what are my options? How, how can nurse help me with that? Okay, so this is an, an important thing that we're not reducing our support in that sense. You know, 
users can still come to us and say, look, yeah, I know there's this alternate package, but it doesn't do what I need. I, I really need this one. Or even I really need this specific version that's a little bit older, or perhaps the bleeding edge version. So yes, absolutely. We're still here to help. We will help as much as we can. Software like this that isn't in the provided or priority list, you know, we might be a little bit more limited in our ability to support. So we, we perhaps don't have as much expertise. You know, we might not have a recipe that can build it easily straight away, but we will still be working with you to help you build it. So we might help with tips to use our user-facing spec installation to install it in your own area. We might even install it in a public area, but put the module file in a place where we'll have other minimal support level software module files, which kind of gives it, it's an indicator that this is not software that's as strongly supported. It's still there. You know, we've, we've got it on the system. Something might break. So there's, you know, we are still there to help. Okay. Well, that's good. So Steve, switching gears, how did you go from being in being 40 feet off the ground in a tree to uh, working here at NERSC? Or maybe maybe there was something before that. I don't know. So being 40 foot up a tree uh, definitely predated NERSC. That was back in Australia before I came across to the US here. But it didn't predate HPC. So how I got into HPC was actually mostly by accident. I discovered an interest in the field at the end of my undergrad degree and not too long after that had the good fortune to be able to join the industry initially doing performance tuning and this sort of developed into wider areas of HPC. It led to a fun and fulfilling global career that actually enabled me to come across to the US and join nurse and do uh, interesting things. Well, that's great. I'm really glad that, that you found your way into HPC and you found your way to NERSC and that you didn't end up spending the rest of your days up in the 40-foot tree, which is what I would have done. So I have to, one of the things I learned by landing 40-foot up a tree is that um, you know, tree climbing could be quite a fun hobby. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I don't think I would be able to take up that hobby. All right, so finishing up, three things you want NERSC users to know. Most importantly, we're still here to support the software that you need. Our moving to a more formal model of support doesn't mean a reduction in support. It's to improve our ability and the quality of our support. The second thing is that HPC is growing fast. So the diversity of users is increasing, the diversity of software and science domains is increasing. And so we're using procedures and automation to better support this growing field. And the final thing is that our users are a really smart lot and our job as consultants isn't to do things for our users. It really is more to empower our users to achieve their goals. And you know, that might involve a little bit of a learning curve some, sometimes, you know, learning how to use SPAC, for instance. But we're very confident that our users have the capability of taking on these things and 
being able to get much more out of HPC than they could by simply asking somebody to do you know, certain aspects of it for them. You know, we, we have a lot of confidence in our users' ability to really magnify the effects of our abilities to support. Yeah, that's true. They are really smart and they're kind of what we're here for. So thanks, Steve. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Rebecca. It's been your chatting.